it's like it's one of those things where when I hear people say Facebook reaches dead, I want to grab them by the shoulders and shake them and be like, it's not dead. You're just doing it wrong. I feel like the industry took a weird turn a few years ago when it became all about numbers, right? Like numbers this and email list that and grow your audience and then sell them something It needs to get back to the foundational elements of marketing. That is just a taste of what you are about to hear from Amanda Bond. Amanda is an expert on all things Facebook, and she really is an expert. I feel like everybody claims to be a Facebook expert because they know how to log on and post. That is not the case with Miss Bond. That is not the case with Miss Bond. She actually knows what she's doing. And today we're not really going to talk a lot about Facebook ads. We're going to talk about organic Facebook reach on your Facebook page. Because like you heard her say, everybody thinks it's dead. Is it different? Yes, it's different. But you can actually thrive with the recent changes that may have hurt you. And Amanda is going to show us how to do that. She is also letting you in on a little something special. I'm going to tease where you can get it. It is at theadstrategist.com slash Christina. She will talk about that later in the podcast. And she does something amazing in this podcast. I kind of teased to that last week at the end of last week's episode. She makes it through this entire episode without cussing. And if you know Amanda, that is pretty impressive. So no need to call earmuffs on your children. This is a clean episode with Amanda, and I hope you enjoy. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Amanda, thank you so much for getting off Facebook to get on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to finally be doing this with you. We've been chatting forever and I'm so excited to share with your audience. I am so happy to have you because one, Facebook is everything. And two, (laughs) while you are an ads expert, you are also going to help people reach even more people, more of their audience organically, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's one of those things where when I hear people say Facebook reaches dead, I want to grab them by the shoulders and shake them and be like, it's not dead. You're just doing it wrong. Okay. So let's get right into that. Let's do it. Let's talk about why people are saying it because there is a reason. And I'm one of those people that say it. So you're going to be convincing me throughout this podcast because clearly I'm doing organic Facebook wrong. Yeah. Well, dang, I didn't know I had homework to do here. So like I got (laughs) to I got to put on my persuasion pants and let's do this. Put the pants on. Put the pants on. Okay, here's here's the backstory of why people think Facebook reach is dead and it's pay to play and all of those other fear mongering tactics that people talk about. What happens is these big outlets study millions of pages and then they tell us Facebook reach is dead. Well, what's happening is they're studying average, 
right? They're looking at the pages that might not be posting or they might not care about their audience or they might be dead. They're not looking at the people who are truly getting engagement and sharing with us the tips and tactics of how they're just making these like bold industry wide statements saying it's dead because of the pool of people that they're looking at. And I have to say, like when I look at the pages that they're studying, the different inputs that they get to this point, like they get to this decision. It's a lot of people who, once they have a Facebook business page, they turn into like spammy McMarketersons, right? Like on our personal pages on Facebook, we know how to be human beings. But as soon as we hop over to our business profile, all of a sudden we think that we need to show up in a different way and we need to be salesy because the goal here is sales transactions. It's revenue for the business. And it's those people that act like that spammy McMarketerson that's like, posting all the time about call now to book, come into our restaurant, do this and do that. That is really dropping that industry average, not to like, you know, the people that are, that are really engaging with their audience that are creating a brand that are using their Facebook page as a platform. Those are the type of people that are getting success on the flip side. So I always say, when I look at these massive studies that you see out there, like, I don't know if it was BuzzSumo, but I'm just going to use that. Like, BuzzSumo, we studied 1 million Facebook pages, and here's what we learned. Well, why are we studying 1 million average pages? We should be looking at 1,000 really highly engaged pages and then only do those things because that's what's going to get us success organically. Like, people, stop being average. Let's let's just do that, okay? <laughs> that sounds good, and I love the name Spammy McMarketingson. <laughs> it's it's just true though. Think about it. When you see people interact on their personal page, they show up one way and then you go over to their business page and you're like, why is this so promotional? Like, why is this? Click here, do this, buy this, like sign up for this webinar instead of keeping that same audience building, personality, even if you're a brand, right? Like even if you're not your own name at like at business page, Facebook, like even if you're using your brand name, we don't have to turn into those people that are always getting people with a call to action. Actually, this is what I find so fascinating. When you really study how the algorithm works, Facebook values three things. They value community and they value connection and they value conversation. So if you want to rank high in the algorithm, AKA show up in people's news feeds for free organically, you need to figure out how to build community on your Facebook page. And you do that through connection with people, like really caring about your audience and then encouraging them to show up to your Facebook page and engage in the conversation and I know that everyone who's listening knows how to do this because a lot of you already have Facebook groups, right? And think of think of that back and forth conversation that goes down on Facebook groups. We know how to have conversation. The thing is, we're just not doing it on our pages that allows us to, I like to call it, ungate our genius. Because in Facebook groups, if you have a thousand people in your Facebook group and you post something the max number of people that are going to see that post are a thousand, right? Like if you 
If you don't have a thousand and one group members, a thousand and one people can't see it. But if you posted that exact same content over on your Facebook page and cultivated that group like community and facilitated that back and forth conversation, your reach potential is infinite because as people come and engage on your content, as people like comment, share, click, they're sending all these signals back to the Facebook algorithm saying, oh, this is relevant. So let's continue to serve it up to more people. So you're already doing it in a Facebook group. Now it's just time to bring it over and do that on your Facebook page. And the way you just described that, it really is a lot like media pitching. Like people Ooh. pitch the media to get coverage and they act like spammy McMarketing <laughs> sin. Right? And they're overly promotional to the point that it's so like salesy that nobody cares. I don't like that word salesy, but we're going to use it. That nobody cares when if they were actually trying to help the journalist and do a story and be more relatable, it would work. Yes. It's about building that like human connection with people, right? There, I, I feel like the industry took a weird turn a few years ago when it became all about numbers, right? Like numbers, this and email list that and grow your audience and then sell them something. It needs to get back to the foundational elements of marketing, which is nurturing your potential customers, building relationships with these people. And relationships don't have to necessarily be one-to-one, but investing in your audience, investing in the humans behind the screen that you can serve with your product or service, because your product or service can create a transformation in their lives. So if we think about them like numbers on a spreadsheet or like emails in our email list, we're doing ourselves a disservice because that's when spammy McMarketerson comes out. But if we think about them as human beings trying to navigate their own life and lifestyle and business, then we can show up in a service-based way where we care about that community. It gets easier to build community when you care. And then that's when people start really paying attention to us, our brand, our offers, because we understand those that we're trying to serve. Okay. I definitely want to link to your Facebook page in the show notes so we can see what you're doing. Are there any other Facebook pages that you really like the way they're posting to get that organic reach? Mm, I, I'm seeing a really fun transition from social media examiner. They used to post a lot of direct links to their blog and the, the traffic from Facebook was decreasing dramatically over the years. And so I'm enjoying watching them switch things up and experiment with new formats and really paying attention to what their audience is doing. So I would check out Social Media Examiner's Facebook page just to continue to watch that evolution. Because I, I love seeing people in the progress, like not not imperfection. I love seeing people try new things and take risks along the way because it's not about showing up like absolutely perfect, but it's about doing little improvements day in and day out with Facebook. And oh, I have another one. Um, I'm going to have to think of the link. If, I believe it's the Facebook page is Moolah Marketer. We'll definitely link that in the show notes. She does really great um, engagement games using videos having people interact and comment 
a really great, strong community is being built around that page. So I like, I like checking out what they're doing as well. Okay. I will look at that one too. And then what about scheduling the posts? Because I feel like there's lots of chatter about that. Like there's myths on not just scheduling and then posting in real time, but what kind of scheduler you use. So dish on that. Yeah, this is so controversial. (laughs) It really is in the like social media game. Schedulers are controversial because on one hand you have the tracking ability and you have the ease that a lot of people who manage multiple accounts are looking for. Those recyclers that just take the content and post it over and over again in a certain frequency, that's attractive when you're managing many different Facebook ad accounts or not ad accounts, uh, Facebook pages or different social media accounts like Twitter and Pinterest and all of the things that you need to manage. So They're attractive because we feel like, oh, we're going to get more information from them and it's going to make our lives easier. However, and this is something that's never been proven. Facebook says using third party tools doesn't lower your reach. But I find personally when people use third party tools to schedule they're checking out of the analysis process, right? Like if you set it and forget it, sure, you might be putting out like bomb content and like, you know, you're getting people fired up. But if you set and forgot, that's definitely not how you say that. (laughs) It doesn't (laughs) rhyme. (laughs) Yeah, dang it. If, If you set and forget your social media, then what happens is you're going to forget to go back and interact and create that conversation and create that connection and create that community because you don't know what's coming down the pipeline when. So there might not be true data that says, hey, if you use a third-party scheduler, you're going to have less reach, but this is the mindset behind it. If you're using a third-party scheduler, you're usually getting less reach because you've checked out of that process. So I do recommend that people, especially on Facebook, I have a different opinion for Instagram, but especially on Facebook, I recommend if you are going to schedule posts, definitely use their native scheduler and don't schedule it out months in advance. Like keep a watch on the platform, stay engaged on the platform that you use to connect with your audience. And I'm a big believer in using less platforms better. So, you know, you might need a scheduler to be on Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram, but you don't need a scheduler if you double down on Facebook and really go strong at building a community there and just posting when you feel inspired or when it's in alignment with your business objectives and not in a spammy McMarketerson way, not in a salesy way, but in an engagement-driven way to build that community up. Okay, so is there a guide that you would suggest as far as how often to post? Like you say post, you know, with strategy, don't just do it to do it. But should you be looking to do one a day, two a day, maybe one every other day? Does that matter in the algorithm? 
It doesn't matter for the algorithm where it does matter is your personality. So let's use you and I, for example, you might enjoy scheduling something in advance with consistency and predictability because maybe that's how your business operates. On the flip side, I might enjoy being a little bit more sporadic. I enjoy posting when inspiration comes. I don't enjoy sitting down and being like, okay, what are the things that I'm going to post this month all in one day? I know batching content is amazing for some people, but if that's not your personality, that's okay too. So there is no algorithmic benefit of us posting daily or us posting on a sporadic schedule where the algorithm comes into play is how much engagement each and every post can get. So engagement means like, Facebook likes and reactions, shares, comments, how many people are clicking, how many people are taking action on your post to then sit like every time they take an action, that's a signal to the algorithm that your content's relevant. So when you post something new and let's say you're doing it manually, you post something new Facebook is going to test the waters to see how engaging your content is. And if it is engaging, this is how you win the reach battle. If it's engaging, they're going to serve it to a few more people. Oh, and if they continue to engage, guess what? You're winning. They are going to keep showing people your content. But on the flip side, if you post something and there's no engagement, no reactions, no comments, no shares, like no clicks, no nothing, Facebook's going to determine that your content isn't relevant and they're going to stop serving it. And that's where people think Facebook reaches dead because they don't look at that like, oh, okay, now let's analyze why that didn't get engagement. Oh, let's try. Maybe let's delete this one, which I personally do on my page. If I get really bad engagement, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to delete it. I'm going to reword it. I'm going to turn it into an image. I'm going to do a live stream instead on it. Same content, same concept, same like end goal, but I'm just going to try and see what resonates with my audience more. And if they start engaging with that content format, I'm like, oh, ding, ding, ding. We now have like, we understand the format that people need to start treating your page more like a community and start to slowly put their hands up and engage in conversation with you. And once you crack that nut, like once you have the formula for getting engagement, that's when your reach blows up. So instead of like scheduling stuff and then not caring about the engagement on each individual post, I say post way less with intention and then go back and analyze, is this resonating with my audience? Even if you only have like a small 50 person page, like are people putting their hands up? If 10 people are reached, is one person clicking? Like I want for every 10 people that post hits, one or two people taking action consistently. And if not, we need to just go back and analyze our content to see why. And this really, like once we start running ads, This helps us to lower our ad costs dramatically once we understand what our audience engages with. Okay, and I want to get into that because you spent less than $1,000 on ads on one of your courses and brought in over $100,000. Yes. Okay, 
I get so fired up about this because. Well, I would too. You spent less than a thousand on ads and brought in over a hundred thousand. Right. <laughs> and and can, like, if you're listening to this, can you just realize that the name of my company is the ad strategist, right? Like you think that we should be blowing things up with Facebook ads. However, I'm the first person to tell people, stop, pump the brakes. You're not ready for Facebook ads. And the reason that I say that is because most people, they are using Facebook ads to grow audiences before they ever have something that sells. And what I mean by like that sells is something that can sell over and over again with consistency without the use of like bro marketing scarcity tactics like timers and deadlines and price discounts like if you understand the value that your product or service brings to the world and you can effectively communicate that value in your messaging and get people to make a purchase, that is the thing that's going to bring you Facebook advertising success because Facebook ads are only going to amplify what's broken. And if you can't sell, spending money on Facebook ads is going to be like, giving the ATM a $20 bill and the ATM just like shredding it. So your ATM is actually a paper shredder. It's not, it's not an investment vehicle if you cannot sell because ads, like I said, just amplify what's broken. So I always recommend people slow down when it comes to ads. They're not a magic bullet. They're going to lose you so much money if you do it crazy fast or too soon in your business. What I do recommend is people understand the offer that they have and understand the transformation that it helps people to achieve. And then they work on the sales process first. So in the example that you just said, the over a hundred thousand dollars in sales on less than a thousand in ad spend, we sold Get this, the first $40,000 of the program in Messenger. I Ooh, kid you not. Tell yeah. me more. So I just used the people that were in my networks. Like I went back to traditional like networking, marketing foundational or foundations. Wait, like you actually talk to people? Yes. So what? what? <laughs> We got into, well, myself, like this was all me. I got into one-on-one -on -one conversations with people where I, all I wanted to do was connect with people. There was no agenda. I was not trying to sell them my program and I would not talk about the program if they didn't give me an indicator in that conversation that it's something that they needed. If in the conversation, when I was asking them open-ended questions about them, their life, how things are going, if they volunteered information saying, hey, we're really struggling with X, and I knew that my offer could help them solve X with, you know, Y, then I would have conversations with only those people. And I ended up, at the end of the day, we ended up having over 200 sales conversations with people. And out of those 200 people, we had 20 people buy. But it wasn't the 20 people that bought the $2,000 offer at that time. It was the insight that came from all of those conversations.
most people don't get that insight. So when they start with Facebook ads, when they start trying to build a Facebook page, when they start trying to get an audience and engage with them, when they start trying to pitch media outlets, they don't understand what makes them unique or what people actually need. And so they sound like spammy McMarketersons. But if you have like true conversations with your audience, like belly to belly, get on Zoom, have them in Messenger, be on Skype with people, get on the phone for crying out loud and ask them open-ended questions. They are going to be an open book and they're going to give you the exact copy that you'll need to have success. So I kid you not, we had all of these sales conversations and as I was having them, I was writing down their exact words on my note or on my clipboard. Yes, I use a clipboard. Love it. And and then I plugged it into Google Docs and I handed them back a Google Doc of verbatim their own wording as to why they needed the offer that I had. And I said, would you like to buy this? And that has made all of the difference. So now when somebody opts in to what we offer, we actually don't have any lead magnets in our business. We have a wait list for the program. So there's no freebies that we offer. I love to connect with people and add value on my Facebook page, on podcasts. But when you come to our site, we just get straight to the point. Here's how we can help you create the transformation that you're looking in, like looking for in your business through ads and get this industry, like industry rates for sales conversions on sales funnels are like 1%, 2%, 3%. If you're lucky on evergreen, Ours converts at 10% when you opt in with no timers, no deadlines. Like after I stop emailing you about it, you can still join at any given time because we've taken the time to know our audience so intimately. So we treat each and every ad, each and every post as here we are talking to our customers. It's not if you're going to buy our pro product, it's when you're going to buy our product. And we're still showing up and adding value every step of the way, because I don't care if you buy today, if you buy 10 years from now, if you never buy, but you're still an active part of the community, I value each and every one of those humans all the same. Can I just say, as somebody who has dabbled in online business, First of all, it's just hard in general to sell something online for a few hundred dollars. The fact that you are selling a $2,000 product directly online is insane. Yeah. Like it it took a lot of effort and I think I think that's what's missing from a lot of the expert industry is just being honest that hard work pays off. I'm not talking the hustle element. I'm I'm talking about consistently taking actions towards our goals, focused actions on the right things pays off, but it does take time. Like I've been trying to perfect the community and engagement on my Facebook page for over four years now. And we still haven't even got to 10,000 page likes. And I'm okay with that because our audience shows up big. When reach is less than 10% and engagement industry-wide is less than 1% to 3%, when our page has 20% engagement, I am just so fired up 
because that means that people care because that means that people are getting enough value to stick around. And then from a business perspective, that means that our audience is growing, which means we can retarget more people with our ads in the future as we scale. So most people look at like, Hey, my email list is only so big and I can just target those people as my warm audience when it comes to Facebook ads. But the cool thing is Facebook allows us to target anyone who watched a video, at least three seconds of it on our Facebook business page and our Instagram business profile and anyone who engaged on your Facebook business page. So people who are reacting, commenting, sharing, clicking, DMing you for Facebook business page and Instagram. So if those people are now in our audiences that we can put ads in front of, doesn't it make sense to have a really great relationship with those people so that when you do offer them something, they're more likely to take it up? My email list was less than 2000 people before, or by the time we hit half a million dollars in sales. So it doesn't have to be like grow this gangbuster big list. It's go deep, nail the basics, learn to sell, and then create the systems to then sell that over and over again through connection, engagement, and using the right tools like Facebook ads and organic posts and media. That's awesome. So people need to just chill out and be a little bit more patient chill while they're being out. strategic. Yes, exactly. Like results are going to take time. They really do. And that's all I have to say about that. You know, we've, we've hit $100,000 in sales on the program over a year. And I am so okay with that slow burn because it allows you to put the foundations in place without wanting to pull your hair out. And now that you have those foundations, we get excited about, you know, media. You and I were chatting about that because sure, we could do it organically on our Facebook page and bring more people into our warm audiences or we could leverage other people's platforms and get our name out there in a bigger way through PR and media and just leverage like leveraging those platforms. And then we can use ads not to bring in cold traffic, because let me tell you, the cost to advertise has drastically been increasing over the years. It's like three to five times more expensive for a lead than it was in 2016. So you could do cold traffic to ads, or you could be using ads to move people through a customer journey once they reach you from leveraging other people's audiences, from media placements, from connecting with people organically on different social channels. And then once they have expressed interest in your brand, then you can just nudge them closer to your products and services because they've already put their hand up and said, yes, I like what you're throwing down. I want to do business with you. I love it. I love all of it. And I like <laughs> what you mentioned about using all of the media. I tell people there's three kinds of media. There's owned, which is yep. you like posting on your page. There's earned, which is earning that exposure in the media on somebody else's media platform. And then there's ads where you're actually paying for the coverage. Mm -hmm. And in a perfect world, you're going to have all three, but you do need to start slowly with one and then slowly work your way up. Yes. Like don't diversify your, your 
attention, right? Like your attention getting strategies. Don't try and be everywhere all at once. Go deep with whatever you're focused on in that moment. Like if you're listening and you are slaying it on Instagram and the next thing that you're looking for is earned media, do not abandon ship and go over to Facebook just because I told you that Facebook reach isn't dead. Go deep, get strategic, make one platform work for you and then go to a second one and own the crap out of your strategy there. And then once those things are working, okay, can we double down on these two? Could we accelerate these two? Or do we need a third one to diversify a little bit more? But again, the name of the game is patience. Because if you have patience in this business, you will outlast so many shiny object seekers. It's not even funny, right? Like we see this. I've been in this industry for long enough that you see people come, they ramp up, and then they disappear off the face of the earth because they tried to do too much too fast without depth. So please, if you're listening, be that person who seeks depth. That is so true. All right, Amanda, you have been amazing. Where can people find more of you and about you and maybe even get on the waiting list for that amazing program? Ooh, well, why don't you come on over to my Facebook page? You can find us at facebook.com forward slash the ad strategist. And I'd love for people, I have a blog post called here's why your Facebook ads aren't working that go a little bit more into depth on why things might be feeling hard if you are doing Facebook advertising. So let's come up with a, a great URL for your listeners. So the URL is going to be, and I'm going to pass it over to you, the adstrategist.com forward slash. What are we going to make it? <laughs> this is a lot of pressure on the spot. I know, right? You put me on the spot. Now it's going to be you on the spot. Okay. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> we will do the adstrategist.com slash Christina. Yeah, that's what we're making it. I love it. <laughs> so original. <laughs> Perfect. Phew, we both survived the test today. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. Make sure you check out the show notes because not only do we have that link, the adstrategist.com slash Christina in there, but we also have some of those Facebook pages that Amanda mentioned that she really likes. So... I suggest you head to the show notes and make sure you check out what is being posted on those pages so you can emulate that on your own page. And please, 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 please make sure you subscribe and leave a review and five stars if you are liking what you're hearing so far. As you know, this is a new podcast. I am only 14 episodes in and I am super excited that you're here listening. But for more people to find me, I need to get some stars and some reviews to push me up in the Apple podcast search. So I would be very, very grateful if you would do that for me. I do read all of my reviews and I am very appreciative. And actually something that somebody told me about last week's episode or two episodes ago, I guess. Now it would be my solo episode that I did, episode 12. I mentioned that I would do a solo episode where I would just take over my podcast every quarter. And a friend of mine said it was her favorite episode so far and she wants to hear more with me and she's disappointed that it's only going to be every quarter. So I'm thinking maybe I'll do more on my own. What do you think? What do you want to hear me talk about? Please let me know. You can let me know in a review 
on Apple Podcasts or in iTunes. You can shoot me a message on Instagram and my DMs. You can also leave it in the comments on a post. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Christina all day on almost all social media. So please let me know, what do you want to hear more of when I take over my own podcast? I hope you will be around next week because we will have another great episode. And thank you so much for spending time with Amanda and me today.